I literally thought when I accepted the call of Christ that, that I would just be shelved off to the side. One of my dreams when I was a child, I wanted to see the world. And I thought when I said yes to God that it was going to be done because I was like, how is I going to pay for that? How is this all going to happen? And the gift that God gave to me was that I've been all over this world. My wife and I have adopted from Ethiopia, been to Ethiopia twice, and we have children from the world. I've been to Australia, I've been to China. When you accept God's call on your life, when you become obedient, it's a gift. In 1923, Henry Clay Morrison began Asbury Theological Seminary with a class of three students and fashioned a seal of the seminary which reads the whole Bible for the whole world. Nearly 100 years later, those three students number in the tens of thousands. Now, today, there's an Asbury Theological Seminary campus right here in Memphis, Tennessee. And to give us some details about that, two guests in the studio we want to welcome, Dirk Martre, my good friend of the Prayer House Church in Memphis. Dirk, you've got a new title now added to your resume, Community Relations Coordinator for Asbury Memphis. Yes, yes, Baron. Thank you for having us here today, and I'm very grateful to really be affiliated, connected, and serving with Asbury Theological Seminary. What a wonderful institution, been around a long time, has a strong history of love for the community as well as education, so that Bible truth would go forth from a, a perspective of Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, that we could truly study to show ourselves approval. Workmen unto God yeah. need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen to that. Well, how did you get connected with Asbury? It's an interesting way I got connected. <laughs> uh, there's a, a, a dear brother named Mark, and so we met, and we end up talking about Asbury and things that they wanted to get done in Memphis. And so there were several things that intrigued me. Number one is the heart for people, the heart for community, heart for really just bringing and gathering the community together, first to love on them and then to connect with them to do what Asbury does, and that is to educate people, you know, connecting with community leaders, you know, pastors and so on. And so just a wonderful fit as we met and connected. I remember someone said, you know, a call to ministry is a call to prepare. We're going to talk more about this new opportunity for those here in the Memphis area and outside the Memphis area to take advantage of this campus connection with Asbury Theological Seminary. You call me up and you said, hey, I've got somebody I want you to meet from the seminary. You want to introduce our guest? Yes, i tell you what I would give him to do to introduce himself, but I do want to say this about it. When you meet someone and you first meet them kind of in the media, seeing like over the phone or over Zoom or whatever that may be, and immediately you see the glory of God on the person, joyful, loving, just a wonderful man of God, and his humility really grabbed my attention. I would like for Eric Perry to really tell about himself because he does it well when he started to introduce himself and Tell me about his wonderful family, the things that he does, the things that he loved. I got excited and so and still stir from time to time as I reflect back over some of the things that he shared with me. So I'll turn it over to Eric to do this. Well, as you mentioned, Eric Curry is the Associate Vice President of Enrollment Management and Operations at Asbury Seminary. Eric, welcome to Memphis. And this is not your first time in town, is it? It is not my first time. No, I've been here and already got to meet some great people. This is actually my fourth time to the city. You also told me you're not new to radio. You had the opportunity to actually be on a 
power station in New York City at one time. I did when I was in my when I was at the college I was at previously as their vice president of enrollment. That was a great experience, but but I'm sure this is going to be even better being here in Memphis. It's going to be a whole lot better. Well, Eric, how long have you been at your current role at Asbury Seminary? Definitely. I've actually been with Asbury Seminary now close to 16 years um, on, on the team. I was with them for 13 years uh, from, two, from 1999 to 2013. And then I, was, I came back in 2016 in my current role um, where I'm also working in the Florida campus in Orlando, Florida, and then also um, helping support the team here in Memphis and then also our site that we have in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and so we're very excited about all those locations and what they offer to the seminary and then also support our online courses, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit. So occasionally you run into Mickey Mouse. Yes, <laughs> occasionally. My family likes that. Yes, they they love that. But I'll, I will say this for Orlando. There's much more than Mickey in Orlando. Oh, so true. I got to put that plug in for my Orlando folks. Well, Eric, let's back up. We can and talk about your story. Call to ministry. Maybe sure. something about your family. I have been uh, in the local church and involved in that area for close to now 30 years, time flies. I went to a small Bible college in Eastern Canada. So if I talk fast here in a little bit, <laughs> I apologize. That's a Canadian thing. Even though I've lived in the South uh, close to 20 years now, that has not been rooted out of me yet. <laughs> so if you hear about, out, a, that's where that, that comes hey, from. That's okay. But grew up in a Christian home. Really, they invested in me. But you know, in those teenage years, you kind of search your own ways, but you follow and look at other things. But God- you investigate. Yes, you investigate. Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. But God really came into my life in my senior year, and I felt a call to ministry. And then I went to a small Bible college, as I said, in Eastern Canada, and had the opportunity to really search out what God had for me and felt a call to ministry. Um, I graduated from that from that school, Kingswood University, um, in 1992 with a Bachelor of Arts in Religion and Youth Ministry, and was in the local church for seven years. I actually helped start a church in Portland, Maine, which was an amazing experience, and then went to a church in Fredericton, New Brunswick. It was there for six years and then felt God calling my wife and I to go back to seminary. And we came to Asbury Theological Seminary. And one of those things I'm sure we'll talk about as well, but Asbury has a strong missional heart and has a passion for people, a passion for them to come to Christ and what that can mean in their lives, the transformation that can happen. And so came to Asbury to learn more about that and then went from there. We actually came to the Orlando campus when it started in 1999 under somebody you'll probably bring up a little bit, uh, President Dunham, who has, I think, a little bit of pretty uh, serious connections to this area in Memphis. As I mentioned a moment ago, heard it said the call to preach is a call to prepare. I just want to spend just a couple of minutes, if we can, for those listening right now who are maybe at a place in their life, they're wondering, has God called me to ministry? Has God called me to be a pastor or some other form in the ministry? How do you determine that? Well, personally for me, Byron, once I got saved for real, and I say saved for real, I grew up as a heathen. I didn't know that terminology until I started studying the Bible and, and God was tugging at my heart. And so I've always yielded to God. And I always say, God, let me have your perfect timing. I did feel a tug and the call to ministry to preach first and, and never to pastor, but I, I was still yielded. And so just yielding has really allowed me to have the peace of God uh, going from step A to B and so on. And so called to preach, called to then to pastor and to called out to uh, just do ministry abroad. So that was kind of in brevity. My story is just listening intently to the voice of God and looking to act on what he 
ascribed for my life. That's a good word there. How about for you, Eric? Um, I think a couple things. One, once you have that sense in your spirit that God may be stirring you into doing something um, for his work, whatever that might be. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about is that people who are in your life that you look up to or you see as spiritual mentors confirming some of those things. It's a process. For me, when I looked at it, I remember in my journey, I was scared to death. I was thinking I could never be that that preacher up front doing what that preacher does. But then I had some mentors who come around to me and said, Eric, it's more than just Sunday morning in that 20 to 40 to 50, 60 minutes in the sermon. It's also what's happens during the week and how you love people and how you invest in people. And there's different roles that we're being trained for. Some are trained to be leaders and be the lead, but then there's others who need to be those arms, right? That's behind support in the ministry. Maybe that's an associate or an executive pastor. Maybe it's a counseling pastor. Maybe it's a children's pastor, youth pastor. And so it's looking for those places and listening and discerning and having people invest in your lives. And that's also where education can come in because you come and you take some classes. Sometimes when people think of seminary, they think, oh, that's only for a lead pastor, but it's much more than just a lead pastor. It's also for people who are wanting to be trained to be effective leaders, whatever that role might be in their local church. Something that kind of surfaced in the conversation was you're sharing inadequacy. And I think first the fact that God would love us enough to send Jesus to be our Savior and desire a relationship with us, knowing that we were dead in our sins, and yet but he reaches out to us through the cross. I mean, that's overwhelming and humbling enough. And then you sense maybe does he want me to serve him? I mean, he's called all Christians to serve. Let's make that straight. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're called to serve. Now, you might not be called to, as you say, pastor a church or be a missionary or some of the things that a seminary training would help you in those areas of full-time career-type ministry. But I was thinking about Moses, you know, when he was called to start leading the children out of Israel, he just started saying, God, I can't talk. There's these inadequacies, you know. That could be a good place, really, because that way you're really depending on God to help you through the next steps. Barry, you just taking those thoughts out of out of my heart simply because whenever there is any inadequacy, it's our dependency on God. And I believe that the more we depend on him, the more we acknowledge him, the more we call on him, the more we sit with him and just listen and just listen. He'll give us instructions and directions and so that we could be on the right path, a right path, spiritually, the right path, uh, educationally, the right path, you know, serving. And so it's our dependency that take us to that place. I truly believe that it get us uh, to have our steps ordered by him right. because we're not looking at I'm not looking at Dirk. And so if I don't look at Dirk and I keep my eyes on him, I believe I'll stay on the right road, anyone for that matter. Exactly. Is there a typical student profile that attends Asbury Memphis? Not necessarily. It's really really broad. You know, it's all the way from the person who just graduated from college that could be 22, 23, but they want to stay in this area and be in ministry and take classes and that will go towards what they're calling and what God is calling them to. Um, to a person who's in their 60s who's saying, you know what, I want to be even more prepared for the Sunday school class I lead or the Christian education class or the nonprofit that I lead. Right. And so it's a very broad range now. Seminary used to be something that people would think it's right for people who come directly from college and they supposedly the younger generation, but that's not true anymore. It's a very broad group. And Eric, too, I was thinking because our lifestyles today are so complicated, they're so busy 
talking about getting an education is a little bit different. You notice where educational institutions are having to rebrand in many ways who they are and how they reach potential students. There's such a variety of students coming to you from different phases of life, families, full-time jobs. How do you accommodate all of that? Yes, definitely. We have opportunities for students that are online. So students could be fully online taking their classes. With our accreditations, we're not able to offer fully an online degree, but pretty much you can do it. Actually, you can do all of your degree right here from Memphis, and I'll, I'll explain how. One, you could take online classes if you would like to do that. But also we have what's called now hybrid classes where students can come to our site here at Christchurch and be able to take classes. They start online in the semester, but then they come in and they are here for three days, where it would be a Thursday evening, Friday, Saturday, and they would be in those classes, and they're able to complete their coursework and have that face-to-face interaction, which we're finding students are not wanting just to be online. They're also wanting the face-to-face with their fellow classmates, but also with their professors, which is an important part And then with that course, they would go back and finish the rest of the course online, which tends to be they have their papers. And if they have any exams that they're needing to do, they're done through the online format. And then the course is finished. And we're finding the students are wanting to do that. One follow-up, too, is that we're seeing now that the seminaries of tomorrow are the seminaries who are going to be going to the students, not the ones who are just saying you have to move and you have to uproot your life and go to. We get that. That's a part of it. We have a strong residential campus in Wilmore, Kentucky that's phenomenal for those who are wanting to go and live and be in a community and live in a residential environment. But also we're seeing the need to be a go-to seminary. And so that's why we're in Florida, why we're now here in Memphis, and also why we're going to Tulsa and probably other sites in the future. Asbury is a seminary connected to the United Methodist Church denomination. Does someone have to be a member or connected to United Methodist Church in order to attend Asbury? It's a great question. No, you do not have to be a United Methodist to come to Asbury Seminary. Um, Asbury has a long history in the Wesleyan movement, the Big W Wesleyan movement. We have over 80 plus denominations represented at the seminary. So it is a broad range and you do not have to be from a specific denomination to come to Asbury. We actually have over 1,700 students taking classes across the seminary, around the world. We have over 11,000 alumni that have graduated from the seminary. We like to say that the sun does not set on any of our graduates, that the sun is always up and our graduates are serving Christ around the world. Are the programs offered here at the Memphis campus the same as if you went to Kentucky or Orlando? Yes, they are. You can take classes towards all of our degrees. Now, there's some degrees specifically that work best here in the Memphis area, One would be the Masters of Divinity, which is the traditional type of degree. That's one that if people want to be ordained in a mainline denomination, they would take that degree. Also, if they want to be a chaplain in an institutional setting, um, in a hospital or in a prison system or in the military, they could take that degree. We're fully accredited and have great long-term relationships in those areas. But other ones that I'd like to highlight today is the Master of Arts in Ministry, which is a 48-hour degree, which would be for people who are not a part of a denomination that is requiring a Master's of Divinity, but would like to have people have more education in a particular area. That's a great degree. Also, another one is a Master of Arts in Leadership, which is a fantastic degree, which is a 48-hour degree as well. And that would be set up for people who want to be in nonprofit leadership, but also local church leadership, depending on what that might be. Maybe they're an executive pastor. Maybe they're an assistant pastor. They would work in that area. We do have other degrees. We'd be glad to discuss them 
them with people at any time. So you're saying if a student enrolls at the Asbury campus here in Memphis, they can go from start to finishing their program right here. They wouldn't have to take part here. They may be transferred to the Kentucky campus to finish their degree. That is correct. They could start here in the Masters of Divinity or in those other degrees I named, and they would not have to move at all. We offer all the courses here. We actually have classes this fall. We'd love to be enrolling students for that. First United Methodist Church of Waynesville, North Carolina, voted in June of this year to reject the traditional plan of marriage. And I know this has been a controversial issue, not just among the Methodist denominations, but other leading denominations. Where does the seminary stand on this and similar other issues where there's a movement away from a biblical worldview? Sure. From our perspective, and you can go online and read that, um, we uphold um, the, the traditional viewpoint of marriage. Um, you could read that. I would, I would encourage you to read that. It's pretty exhaustive on our website and um, where we stand in that, in that area. Um, we have, we have pretty been pretty vocal in our positioning on that. And I would encourage people to go ahead and, and read that. As I said earlier, we don't like to speak to specific denominational situations sure. because, um, it gets, it's one of those things where, where we are a non-denominational seminary, but you can read our stance and we hold to the orthodox view, um, as we spoke to earlier. Well, let's talk about the theological distinctive that people are going to discover when they come to Asbury. What stands out? The thing that I talk about is the missional aspect of Asbury Seminary, the whole Bible for the whole world. And so our stance is to be very aggressive on sharing the gospel of Christ to any person. And what we believe is when that gospel is shared, it transforms people's lives. And that transformation transforms the local communities. Yeah. Um, and we are very, very strong. Well, if you read Wesley's article as a confession. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it lines up with scripture. It's pretty solid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we're... We're very much um, along that, along those lines. And that's what attracted me as a student. Yeah. As we always said, the whole Bible for the whole world. That, in many ways, sums up where we are now. Yes, we are in the Wesleyan, the Wesleyan tradition. And like I said, in a radio time, it's hard to go through all of the different <laughs> yeah. things and all the things. And I don't want to shortchange it. But I would say, come take classes with us and you'll find out. My great-grandfather was a circuit-riding Methodist preacher in Arkansas. I think his dad was, too. There's some great history teaching, preaching God's Word. You would agree with that, right, Dirk? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Let's get into this issue, because I know as students are looking at seminary, preparing students for ministry, we are in a culture today that is counter to biblical worldview. And so these students today are facing a different world than when you and I left college. Baron, I'll just uh, piggyback off what Eric was stating about the uh, different denominational line, that compilation that brings diversity, but we can still keep a biblical worldview and stay on course and stay on task. And so that's where even the hybrid uh, situation that's mentioned here at Asbury is so important because you get to take classes online and then you get to come to the campus and be mentored by professors, build relationships across many spectrums, but yet stand on what's 100% the whole Bible for the whole world. One of the distinctives of coming to Asbury Seminary is a, is a biblical study method that, that our faculty have worked very hard on. We like to call it uh, 
CSI for the Bible. Yeah. And um, it's called Inductive Bible Study. Um, and you can pick up books by, it's called Method- Methodical Bible Study, um, is it one of the books that's, that's out there by one of our former professors. And it's a, it's a form that we really put a lot of time and investment in because we feel it's extremely important to create pastors and leaders who know how to read and to study the, the biblical scriptures, to be able to study them. Um, because a lot of times we, we can go in and we can have our own opinions, but it's most important to know, okay, what's the historical context, yeah. but then also where does this, where does this go to the world today? And it's so extremely important in that area. How about financial assistance? Sure. We do have many scholarships. Uh, we encourage our students once they're admitted um, to then go through the FAFSA, but then also we have the Asbury application as well. And we want students to come through and we have many donors who've been very good to us and we've been able to offer assistance to students and we encourage students to go through the process. Um, the majority of our students receive some sort of scholarship from us. And I'm not talking about loans. I'm actually talking about actual scholarships. Okay. So classes start? The classes start the day after Labor Day. And so we're right now working for our fall classes. We have fall term. We have a spring term and then we have summer term. Summer term has already been started, but we would love to have students come and join us uh, for the fall term in September. Um, and it goes through to the middle of December, those classes okay. do. And they could do one class, two classes, three classes, depending on what they're believing God has called them to, their time and, yeah. and on that side. But the majority of students that would be in this area, it would be probably two class right. maximum. Let's talk to that student right now. I want to jump in with both feet and maybe start in the fall. I'm a little apprehensive. I'm praying through this, trying to confirm this is really the direction that God is taking me. Could they come and sit in on a couple of classes and just see the flow, see see how you guys operate? Yes, definitely. They definitely could come and connect in and see our classes. What I would encourage them to do is to go online to asburyseminary.edu and there's a links on there for them to be able to request a visit they can also connect with dirk who's here he's been meeting with students already and they could call the 1-800 number 1-800-227-2879 and i know we'll repeat that again in a little bit but they could connect with dirk through that number and he will be glad to connect with them and s- schedule a visit for them to be able to come and experience the yeah. classes, yeah. but also to sit down and connect with us and be able to discuss what it would look like being a student. And we highly recommend that. Come and see our site. Come and see our classroom space. It's a beautiful area. Yeah. Love to host host persons. We do that all the time, and we want to continue to do that. Centrally located, Christ Church, a great location in our city. What about opportunities for students to find that balance between the academic studies with practical outreach? Are there projects that students work on where they're taking what they learn in the classroom into the streets and into their ministries? Yes. As part of their classroom instruction, there's always also how does this apply to their local community or where they are. The majority of students coming to us are already connected into their local church. So we try not to add more activities to their lives besides the schoolwork. But we do help them think through what does it look like in the classes that they're taking? How can that be applied to their local context, whether that's in their local church or in their nonprofit? But we do connect them and help them think through that process. Eric, you've been doing this, as you mentioned, for 16 years. I'm sure it's hard to put your finger on just maybe Mm -hmm. one or two. But do you have any success stories that really stand out to you? I think for me, um, why I'm passionate about seminary, um, a lot of people, they call it cemetery. Yeah. You go there to die. <laughs> um, and that may be true for some schools. But for me at Asbury Seminary, it's been a life-giving experience. 
when I think about Asbury, why I'm passionate about it is the opportunity to be with people who are doing exponential things. We have students sitting in our classroom that are ministering to five people. We have other people who are ministering to 10,000 people. And to be involved with either one of those students is an amazing gift. And we do have, we have a couple of pastors that have gone on and they are doing tremendous, tremendous work. Um, We have one that's in the, in the Southern part of Georgia, that's in an interesting area that some people would say is a really small area, but he has five churches that he's now overseeing and he's been a part of a renewal movement. We have another graduate on the Gulf coast who's helping restore churches that have been in communities and they've been dying. He's using his church to be the igniter, to ignite those other churches in those areas where they haven't seen life for many years. And now that that church is over four or 5,000 persons. And then we have others in the nonprofit area who are doing amazing work for people who have now been needing communities restored, housing projects, and they're leading those. When you take God's word seriously and what that can mean, for me, why I'm in this is that earlier we were talking about the call. I've tried to run away from my call. I tried everything to run away from it because I was scared to death that I thought that God would crush my dreams. But you know what? God does know the <laughs> desires of your heart. I literally thought when I accepted the call of Christ that that I would just be shelved off to the side. One of my dreams when I was a child, I wanted to see the world. And I thought when I said yes to God that it was going to be done because I was like, how is I going to pay for that? How is this all going to happen? And the gift that God gave to me was that I've been all over this world. My wife and I have adopted from Ethiopia, been to Ethiopia twice, and we have children from the world. I've been to Australia. I've been to China. When you accept God's call on your life, when you become obedient, it's a gift. And I know it's counter because you think that you're giving up everything. No, it's actually you're now, and in some ways I shouldn't say it's as you're getting everything, but you're allowing God to have full access. You better hang on for the right because you're going places. Right. And so you're catching my passion. (laughs) But being at Asbury, that's what Asbury did for me, is it it opened up my calling even more than I could ever have thought. And one other caveat, I just want to ask Eric to kind of enlarge on this. You can go online to our website that was mentioned. But we have what we call Experience Asbury. Asbury Experience is just simply an opportunity to come and discuss what it would look like to have God's call. It goes through all the questions we had, admissions, financial aid. Um, We have one coming up August 17th. Also, you can go online and see more dates. The phone number is 1-800-227-2879, or you can go to Asbury, A-S-B-U-R-Y, seminary, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y dot E-D-U. Eric? Dirk, thank you guys so much for what you're both doing for Christ's kingdom and coming and sharing the great work that Asbury Seminary has done traditionally and continues to do, and especially welcome them here in Memphis. Friends, please call that number, go to that website, learn more how you can be part of the campus here in Memphis with Asbury Theological Seminary. That's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 